But you want that crap. I do, and I, it's not crap. See, it's here's crap. the thing. You want the foil, the, no. the torn foil inside the box. That's, Teresa, that's trash. I understand if you want the box. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to put sweaty clothes back on. And like, I don't know. So I just ended up chilling naked, like waiting for this girl. <laughs> Repeat after me. <laughs> My name is Teresa. My name is Teresa. And I'm a toy addict. Hello there, toy fiends. This is Seriously Silly K, and I hacked the Intergalactic Martian Toy Hour. But don't worry, we're going back to our regular program with the Queen of Cute Teresa and Mr. Gary Hamstrings. Enjoy this episode. Bye! Mwah! Hey, Toy Family, this is, I don't know if this is an episode or not. This is, Teresa and I, were, we were just going to sit down and go through our prep doc. We have a big list of artists and companies and stuff that we're going to be inviting on for the future and just trying to get ahead of things and go through the doc. But um, we figured why not hit record and see if we do can get maybe an episode out of doing it. And so I don't know. This is kind of an impromptu thing. So here we are. We're going to hit record and see what happens. So, Teresa, I'm happy to say that my AC is fixed and I'm actually clothed and not sitting in my underwear anymore. So there's something. And, of course, your AC breaks and then my AC breaks. Yeah, you got to stop copying me. I want to be my no, own person. Then you, you come along you, and get the same problems. You need to stop cursing me with your problems. <laughs> it's like a disease. First, I can't type, like, talk or type anymore. Like you have, you've cursed me there, and then your AC breaks, my AC breaks. What else are you gonna send my way? You know, I wasn't gonna bring it up on air, but let's talk about that weird text that you sent the other night. Like it was, uh, it was kind of like me sitting around my underwear, but you were kind of sitting around in your underwear, waiting for someone to send you shipping quotes or something like that. Your collecting adventures are nuts. No, okay. Yeah, no, your text. Let me find it. Let me hold on. Give me a sec. Uh, okay, here it is. When you delay taking a shower so you can finish buying toys from someone in Hong Kong who is currently at the post office getting you shipping quotes. <laughs> you said and you've I been sitting I... around for an hour waiting for this person, and you even turned the water on at one point and then back off. So you sat around naked for an hour waiting for someone to go to the post office to get you quotes. That's a collecting it... problem. Just take your damn shower. No. Okay, no, okay. It ended up being two hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Okay. A little context. So every, I've been doing this thing where ever, like since the end of last year, I started walking, walking Bailey and doing it on a daily basis and it became a thing. And I was like, you know, I'm going to make this a thing this year. I'm going to walk every day for a minimum of 30 minutes and try to get 365 days straight. And I'm like over 200 days at this point. So anyway, I pretty much walk daily, but in Kentucky and Louisville, it's humid as heck. And so it's like instant sweat. Like I'm constantly sweating when I walk. You can't avoid it. And so I pretty much shower every night after I walk. So there's some context. So anyway, I got back from my walk and there was this girl I had been talking about, about buying some toys. And when I get back, I get this message from her. And of course, like there's a little language barrier there. And she had told me she was going to go to the post office the next morning to get a quote on how much shipping would cost. Well, all of a sudden she messaged me and starts sending me some kind of like random pictures and stuff. And then says something to the effect of, 
oh no, post office opens at 9.30, not 9, sad face. And then I was like, well, I wonder what time it is there. So I go in and Google, and I realize the time there is 12 hours ahead of my time. So it was 9.30, it was 9 p.m. my time, and 9 a.m. her time. And she attempted to go to the post office, but it was still close. So I was like, oh crap, she's like messaging me real time. And she had put like in a note earlier, keep contact. <laughs> so I'm like... Okay, this girl is, like, expecting me to be, like, at the ready. Like, I thought she was literally had the stuff packed, was going to go to the post office, get a quote, and expect me to be, like, yes, good, and she was going to hand it over to ship. Okay. So I'm, like, I can't freaking get in the shower. But, like, I had already, like, declosed and, like, walked into my bathroom to start getting ready to do it when all this was happening. <laughs> and I was, like, I don't want to put sweaty clothes back on. And, like, I don't know. So I just ended up chilling naked, like, waiting for this girl. <laughs> Repeat after me. <laughs> My name is Teresa. My name is Teresa. And I'm a toy addict. And I love toys. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, instead of doing that, uh, you know how we were talking to Ben about maybe doing game show at des- uh, DesignerCon? Maybe we should yeah. start like a Toys Anonymous group. And we can have, <laughs> I can bring in a bunch of your friends. I can bring in some guests. And we can all have an intervention for you. I don't need an intervention. Uh, they say uh, denial's first sign. I. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so what was it? What was this this item that you you sat around waiting for for two hours? And okay, first of all, this is this is dedication, Gary, to my to my hobby. This is not an addiction. If you want stuff, you got to do the work sometimes. <laughs> okay. But no, it was uh, it was a hog key. Have you heard, have you seen the hog keys? Yeah, the little I, hedgehog keys. Yeah. Okay. But it was a colorway that sold out a while ago, and it's been really hard to find. And she had it priced very reasonably. Okay. I mean, I guess I can understand that. So so after the wait and everything, was it worth it? I mean, did she finally end up shipping the thing? It worked out. I mean, she was super sweet. It ended up, she got the quote. I replied. I told her which one I was good with. And then all of a sudden, she starts sending me these photos as if she was, like, live packing the box. So, like, an empty box. And then, like, one of the toys on bubble wrap. And then the other toy on bubble wrap. And then the toy wrapped in bubble wrap. And then the toys in the bubble wrap in the box. I was cracking up. It's like you're getting your own little play-by-play. I know, but through all of that, like, the whole time, like, I'm sitting here, like, should I get in the shower? Should I not get in the shower? And then finally, after I get, she gave me the quote, told me the final price, and I paid, and, like, all of that, I was like, okay, I think she's good. I'm going to go shower. <laughs> No, but seriously, but, we could put a couch on the stage and you could sit in the couch and then George and I can talk with you. No, it would be so much more <laughs> fun, though, if we did that with, like, whoever wanted to join. Like, we talk about toy therapy. Come sit on the couch. Tell us how you feel. Let's just open it up. People can come up. We'll be their little therapist. We can be there for their addiction. We can look at all the stuff they bought and, like, rate their addiction level. Oh, I like that. They can come on stage carrying their, like, ten bags of stuff and we can, like, go yeah, through like, it and break them down. Yeah, tell them what stage they're at in the uh, addiction process. It's not that. You know. I know this is, kind of, this is kind of jokey, but I'm actually sort of liking it. <laughs> oh, I have to be on Sunday, though. Of course. Speaking of which, we had a, a, a very information-filled episode last week with Ben of DesignerCon. Did you – I know you were excited for it. Have you booked anything yet, your, your flight or hotel or anything like that? No, I'm terrible. Actually, I've multiple times 
pulled up uh, like flight sites and hotel sites and stuff on my computer, and then I never finished the process. I don't know why, and I don't know if it's just me, but booking travel and hotel is not quick. I can't just get on, peruse, click, buy, done. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I make it so hard. I feel like I end up spending hours like debating, like, <laughs> should I fly into Pasadena or should I fly into LAX? Should I take this flight? Should I take that flight? I don't know. <laughs> so you're running like every possible scenario. Oh, it's so painful. Eventually, you're going to have to make a decision, though. You know, the longer you wait, the, the more the ticket prices oh, are going to get. I, I need I'll hopefully be able to sit down and knock it out this weekend. Okay. I just need to take the time to do it. But once the work week starts, psh, psh. it just it don't happen. Doesn't happen, Gary. How about you? I bet you, well, you just need hotels. <laughs> yeah, I only need a hotel room. I'm driving out, so I'm currently, I have not booked anything because I'm trying to decide what days I'm going up. Am I going early or I'm going to drive up that Friday? Am I going solo? Am I going to bring my five-year-old son because I think he would enjoy going to Disneyland for a day or two? And uh, Is Greg going? Is Greg not going? If Greg's going, then, you know, I, we could probably end up sharing a room. Um, there's just lots of things I haven't decided. I saw... Um, sad salesman post on Facebook that he was, you know, looking to see if anyone had a floor to, to crash on. And I'm thinking maybe I should reach out to him and see if he wants to split a room. And just lots well, of it, just unanswered questions I need to figure out before I book something. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Like, we always end up booking hotels. And it's not, like, super expensive, but also not super cheap. We hear all the time these people being like, oh, I only paid 200 bucks for the whole weekend to, like, share a hotel or Airbnb or whatever. Like, how... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're just fa- like we're failing there. Like, how are people finding ways to? Those are people that have like, lots of friends, and they all go in together on a suite or Airbnb, like a, like or just an entire house where eight people split a house together. And yeah, it's going to be a little bit cheaper. But in doing so, you give up your privacy a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I could like if it was like an Airbnb where I'd still have my own room, like a door to close. That's right. one thing. But like uh, air mattress. Amongst a million air mattresses, where we all share in the same bathroom and stuff, and like I'd rather pay the extra money to have a little more space and privacy. Especially like for me, the events I love them. I love, love, love them, and I love talking to people. But a lot of times after that day, like that long day of like just activity, mm-hmm. I just kind of want to sit and be and not talk <laughs> and just kind of hang out. And so I feel like if you end up getting in one of those situations like it's just never ending like constant crazy yeah and i don't know if i'd like that yeah no i don't kind of like you i like to just chill and wind down i don't i'm not necessarily wanting to go out and party and rolling in at 3 4 a.m but if you're doing if you're sharing a space with friends that people you know people that you like it's really not that bad and i've I've been in that situation it's always worked great and yeah you save you definitely save money on the room but if you're not looking to be inconvenienced in any way then yeah definitely go and just pay the extra expense and know that you're going to pay a little more for that benefit of you know having your own privacy yeah it's true well and it's funny because i know when we were talking to ben about flights and hotels and all of that one of the reasons we were talking about the need to book early is because of the the um, san diego comic-con announcement with fun days and the saturday mornings booth and all that but um i don't know i mean do you feel like it's I mean, I, I guess I really, it's hard for us to feel the effect because we're not like deep ingrained in the Funko community or anything, but I'm, I don't know. Do you feel like people know what it was? You mean the people at Fun Days? 
Yeah, like when they like announced when they announced the Akashi came on and they announced the Funko Metacom collaboration. So I don't know. I really yeah. don't. I don't know what to expect. I mean, I don't think that the Funko community is really aware, all that aware of what Metacom was when that announcement came on. I don't think they're all that familiar with DesignerCon, to be honest with you. So I'm sure there's some crossover collectors that are going to make that community aware of what's going on. But at the same time, um, they mentioned it wasn't going to be Funko Pops and the toys. It was going to be mainly, it's only going to be the cereal. So I don't know how much of the community is going to be interested in going to the convention just for that. So I can see where locals will want to check it out. I can see if someone lives in with a five, six hour drive. Yeah, they're going to check it out. But I don't think we're going to get flooded by the entire international Funko community for this. No. Yeah. I know. It'll be interesting to see. I'll be curious to see how much it permeates and, you know, if, if it pulls people in. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll have to wait and find out. But you know what? Speaking of Funko, you know, I like, like to buy their pops and keep things in box. And very rarely do you see the toys out of the box. And I get it. It looks presentable and everything. But it's kind of the same thing with our community. If you're on eBay or a Waffle Group, all the resellers also keep the boxes. And if you don't have the box, it's like your toy is worth like half the value of what it is with the box. And I never really understood that. Like, what's so great about a box that retains the value? But if you don't have the box, it's almost worthless like what's the difference right that's the thing like it's so weird because i feel like as a community we should almost like have a big giant community meeting <laughs> where we all look at each other and say hey the box is not important to value but that's not at all how it works no. like there's this nonverbal agreement out there that you must keep the box you must keep all the original <laughs> content because when you go to sell it if you want to sell it it's going to justify the price like somehow, some way, that's an unwritten rule. It's just the thing. So like, no matter what I buy, I keep everything, which is insane. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like I have to because what if, you know, what <laughs> if my house decides to be a, you know, poopy pants and I got to sell stuff or yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed it for a year and I'm done with it. You know, it's like people are going to be like, you got the box. Is it complete? So <laughs> I, went, I went through a move like three years ago and it was nice having majority of the boxes i know i could just put the toy right back in the box and they're protected for the move because i got so many toys if i didn't have the boxes that move would have kind of been a pain in the butt uh can't, a pain in the butt but i just can't handle how we can't talk <laughs> oh, that's what editing's for well speaking of boxes so strange cat toys you bought a you saw on instagram strange cat toys posted a, a toy you wanted and you said hey i want to buy that from you and you bought it from them, and they sent it to you, and how did it show up? And I'm sorry, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> because we love you. But and he didn't even know, because I didn't even say anything to him, Gary, because I was like, I'm like I don't want to be like that annoying person. Because, <laughs> okay, so for context, we're talking about like a $10 blind box here. Um, <laughs> not like a $100 toy, just for a little... Uh, background but yeah so he was at some event or flea market or show I don't know but he posted to Instagram like a photo of his table but there was a fluffy house blind box series that I still hadn't bought anything for because I didn't like the majority of the figures enough to own and but one of the few that I wanted was on display and it was a cute little um, like polar bear guy and so the second I saw it I you know I messaged him it was like Corey like that guy on display, as he claimed, can I have him? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just go, you know, buy a blind box online and they'll ship you this one on display. 
But like in my head, I'm thinking, okay, like he still has. So these figures came with an optional stand that said the character name. Then obviously there would be foil and box or whatever. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, cool. Like he's got those set aside and he'll send all that with it. But when I got the box, it was just the toy. No stand, <laughs> no foil or box. And I'm like, ah, like it's not complete. <laughs> so right now there's collectors listening that are going, oh, my God, that's a, you, that does, you can't do that. You have to send everything. And then there's other collectors like when you, you text me like, Gary, I just received this toy and it's missing the box. It's missing the foil. It's missing the stand. And I'm thinking – Awesome. You don't want any of that crap anyways. He just he saved you the time of throwing that crap away. But you want that crap. I do and I, it's not crap. See, it's here's crap. The thing. You want the foil, the no. the torn foil inside the box. That's Teresa, that's trash. I understand if you want the box. But the but the foil it just that's trash. No one keeps the foil. I keep the foil and I cannot tell you how many people will ask do you have it complete, including foil? No joke, not shitting you. Yes, I just said shit. Um. <laughs> this is why we need to have a Toys Anonymous a designer come because people are stupid. It's foil no. that's already torn. I, but sometimes it's decorated, like they'll have it printed to match the series. Like I kind of get it. Like sometimes it's really cute. No. But okay, so here's the thing: foil I can kind of get, box even so I can kind of get. That is packaging, and I could see it being tossed. But the stand, and you know I hate stands. We've talked about it. That's what I mean. You hate stands. You would toss it anyways. But here's the thing. It makes the toy incomplete because it's a cute little (laughs) blue cloud shape with the character name. It's part of the toy. Like, it's making – it's part of the toy. It's like getting a toy that's supposed to come with a little accessory and the accessory not coming. Yes, but you would not have used it anyways. Correct? I don't care. You, here's what you would have done. You would have you would have taken that stupid little stand that you hate, put it in the stupid little foil wrapper, put it in the stupid little blind open blind box, and put that in the, your closet with uh, 200 yes. other boxes. Why do people yes, keep but- blind box boxes? I understand keeping the box for a $45, $200 toy with beautiful art on it. That I get. These little stupid... $8 blind box toys. I see people at these conventions. Like, I, I can't I can't watch these blind box videos because people are being so slow not to have, like, any tear, any rip. And I'm just like, just tear that crap open. Like, and then throw the box away afterwards. No, okay. It's literally, though, exactly what you said before, where the box, for some reason equals complete toy equals value. I don't know why, but it creates across the board. It doesn't matter if it's a $2,000 toy or a $10 toy. It's the same exact principle. And honestly, I'm the weirdo who wants it complete. Like, I don't even know why, but I'm like, hey, are you selling that? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you have the box? And they're like, no. And then I question it. I'm like... Everybody's insane. Here's the thing. But here's the thing, too. And I don't know if it's just, like, part of it. We obviously want to buy stuff that is, like, well taken care of, right? And so to me, a collector who keeps those kind of things and like well is well kept gives me the impression that this toy that they may have had either displayed or stored was done so well. Like they didn't just toss it in a box with like a bunch <laughs> of other crap because like they took the time to like save everything. So that down the line they could be like, hey, got this thing for sale. It's complete. And they show all the like the nice pieces and everything. I'm like, okay, they took care of this thing. <laughs> 
I'm just different than you. Like I, I, I mean, I keep the boxes for the more expensive stuff. I do because I like that stuff, and I, you know. But for some reason, when I see the eight to twelve dollar blind box, I just tear into those. If they're if if they're if it's a toy, I'm gonna keep. If someone's buying a dunny that I did, yeah, then I take the time to open it precisely and keep the foil because I know that collectors want that stuff. But um, so speaking of which, Strange Cat Toys, I was at Five Points Fest with you, and we went up to Corey's booth, and we were opening. Um, Pucky Pool Babies. What were they called? Pucky Pool Babies. Pucky Pool Babies. So yeah, so we were opening these swim baby things together, and uh, you're like, Gary, help me. This is, you know, this is taking too long. Help me open a box. And I open the box like I open a box, and you, the (laughs) gasp of of fear that you had, I think sucked all the oxygen out of the room. Like, I couldn't breathe for about 10 seconds because you took all my oxygen. Like, you... (laughs) Because Almost you were an animal, up. Gary. You were an animal. <laughs> You're just like jab your thumb in there and just like rip it across. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> that poor box. Oh gosh. And again, I I don't know. I want to be able to be that person to say screw it, but I'm not. And I think it was just the the way I was raised, Gary, as it's the into the community it's what i was seeing and so i inherited it and i'm passing it on it's like we're passing it on generation by generation new people are going to come in the scene and start to buy stuff and see like everyone asking for the box and is it complete and they're like okay i guess it's important i gonna keep doing that so, like it's just a, it's a plague <laughs> i mean i get it i get it. I, I just it's funny to me that sometimes you might see like a toy that goes for four hundred dollars with box but without box it's only worth like 150 like is the box really worth you know, 250 bucks. But that aside, it's funny because um, if I don't like the box, I'll just get rid of it. But I'll watch all these blind box openings. My kid watches a lot of these blind box openings, and he's, like, really into them, and he gets excited by them. He likes the anticipation of the blind box and stuff. But I particularly, I have a tough time watching the blind box videos because I just, I don't have the patience for watching people fumble around with the box, and they're trying to be real careful to not tear the box. And and probably the biggest thing, I can't stand the crinkling of the noise of the, of the, the foil and stuff like that. Like we'll watch um, <laughs> um, behind the counter. They'll open a lot of stuff live and a lot of the, the packaging popping and cracking. And it drives me insane. I can't stand it. It's like nails on a chalkboard for it's you. It's horrible. It's horrible. See, I don't have that. I don't have that issue at all. And it's funny because I'll get in these waves and like find myself getting like oddly into blind box unboxings. Like I'll get out there and I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. And I get like really into it. I'm like, Ooh, that was enjoyable. I'm going to watch another. And I don't know if it's because I get to enjoy watching a whole case get tore into without having to pay for it kind of a thing and just kind of see like maybe the case layout or the ratios or whatever. I don't know. They're enjoyable. I don't mind the sounds at all, but like I'm with you. There are certain like pet peeves, right? So like you can't have a weird voice, the sound be all messed up. Or this it, pace is important. Like you do have to. I don't want it to be like a twenty-minute video that could have been five minutes or anything like that. Yeah. But some people do put music overlays and do more like a like instead of you know some people will do kind of like a vlog, right? Where they're like, "Hey everyone, I'm gonna unbox this case of X and like talk to you as they do it," which I don't mind. But some people instead will just do like a straight up video. Sometimes they speed it up and just put music on top. Maybe you'd like those. 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, I've seen some once in the Instagram stories and stuff like that, and, but I know my kid loves them. He loves watching them on YouTube and stuff, but yeah. it's just not something I'm seeking out, but I understand I understand why people are watching them. Well, and, like, I like it, too. Like, um, even, you know, talking about Strange Cat again, he's been posting some to, like, kind of preview this, this series, and I know Vin does them for, like, every – for typically every new blind box series. He'll open one and, like, post a little video of it and show you a picture of the box. I don't know. It's just fun to see stuff close up and i don't know i like literally so i was i was watching one there's a new series um there's these pushing plush blind boxes and there's a new series they're already on series seven but the new one is called pushinimals and it's pushing dressed as different animals and it was a 10 minute long video and i don't know why but i was just hooked this, <laughs> this girl had a super cute voice and was super excited and like engaging and the whole time like she's getting all these duplicates because she bought a whole case or was gifted one, I guess, if she's like, a, you know, lucky enough to get free toys or whatever. But she's going, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she still needs these. She still needs these. And so when she gets down to the very last one, there were two she still needed. One that was, like, part of the main series, and then the chase. So the chase was kind of, like, questionable. But I'm like, please be the tiger. Please be the tiger. So she's sitting there. She's like, I can't look you all. I'm going to open this and then show it to you all first. And so she she opens it and turns the foil, and it was the tiger. And I literally squealed at my screen and went, oh, my God, it's the tiger. <laughs> and I clapped. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I love how excited you get. Like, I wish I could watch these things with the same suspense and anticipation and excitement as you do because you really, really enjoy it. And watching you open up the blind boxes at the uh, Strange Cap booth at Five Points, like, you were the exact same way. Like, you squeezed at, at every single box opening. Like, and you weren't just looking for yourself, you were also yeah. looking for um, the gesture, the swim baby's gesture for horrible adorable jordan and you were just so excited right. to find that for her and you're just you're just opening these blind boxes on a completely different level of enjoyment than i do yeah no it's i don't know it's just fun and i know i get excited so i it, sometimes i'll record myself opening because people seem to enjoy how goofy and excited i get over silly toys but it's just fun it's fun to watch people's reactions and excitement yeah i don't like the boring ones you know i like people who are animated and enjoy it and squeal like i would and say like oh my god it's so cute you know it's i enjoy doing it and sharing it so i'm never probably going to be all like youtube fancy but when i recorded that intro i was like maybe i'll like literally don't do anymore don't, don't do anymore intros. <laughs> just a suggestion Oh, Speaking of introductions, let's introduce people to uh, our sponsors. So for all your designer toy wants and desires, be sure to check out 3DRetro.com. And if you're in the Southern California area, be sure to stop by and check out the brick and mortar location. Also, StrangeCatToys.com. If you go to StrangeCatToys.com, be sure to load up that cart. And at checkout, use promo code SOTERESA, and you'll receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that's promo code SOTERESA, all one word, S-O-T-H-E-R-E-S-A, and you'll receive 10% off your entire order. And to stay on top of all your daily designer toy news, be sure to like and follow SpankyStokes.com and TheToyChronicle.com. All right, so what else happened this week? Oh, so Super Plastic finally released their online web store. This has been something that we've been anticipating ever since they ended their Kickstarter campaign a couple months ago. So, um, I don't know. Teresa, what did you think? So, it finally opened on Tuesday, and I know there was a lot of hype and anticipation behind it. And so, what did you think? Did it live up to that, and did you end up picking anything up? No. No, it's funny because I even had it on my calendar for work. 
Like I had put it because I didn't want to miss it. So I was yeah. like, hey, this could be pretty cool and I don't want to miss it. Like, yeah. who knows? And they've been talking about it for so long. So like I had literally put a meeting notice on my calendar for noon on Tuesday that said like super plastic store lunch. And I even like I posted it to the sound program that morning about an hour and a half before like, hey, it's launching today. Who's excited? And then like noon hits and I go to it and I'm just like, this is it. Like, <laughs> and I yeah. feel bad because there was like a cool new toy. It was like a school thing, but like totally not for me. It was cool, but it's just all they really had was that one new toy, a remake of the Macbeth Dunny, just like an alt reversed version. Right. And then their apparel, like I'm thinking like kid robot style, old days, like really cool, like graphically designed apparel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I go on there, and it's literally plain old T-shirts with just, I don't know, it just felt kind of crappy. They just like took these plain old T-shirts and just slapped on the Super Plastic logo and then a, re- a rendering, 3D rendering of a janky and put a $40 price tag on it. And I'm like, that's janky. <laughs> like, literally janky. Like, yeah, I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't have it on my calendar or anything, but I did, you know, go there uh, on Tuesday morning and check it out, and for me, it was underwhelming as well. It did not come close to meeting my expectations of what – I don't know what I thought. I really had no preconceived notions of what it was going to be. But, you know, so the Punk Skull released by uh, Okuda. I mean, it's cool, but skulls just aren't my thing, and that, so that's just – it's not a toy for me. But I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are very excited about that piece and picked it up. And then the apparel. And you're right. Like – I would much rather see something designed or super plastic, maybe written in a cool font or an artistic way or just kind of designing for a t-shirt. But yeah, it was just a basic super plastic logo on a plain white or a plain black shirt, 40 bucks. And, and you know, maybe I don't get it. I'm a, I'm a $20 t-shirt guy. Occasionally I might stretch to a $28 t-shirt guy, but rarely do I go beyond that. And it's got to be a really amazingly designed shirt for me to go you know, above 30 for a t-shirt. And this is yeah. not that. This is the most basic of t-shirt, either white or black with the logo on it. I don't get it. They're not um, Johnny Cupcakes. They're not a high-end designer brand. They're not being sold in Nordstrom. Stop it. It's a $20 shirt. Exactly. Well, not the th- like the funny thing is someone in the group commented and caught that the shirt with their logo on it doesn't even use their actual logo. It's just the font spelling out super plastic. It doesn't even have the little lightning bolt for the oh, eye. Oh, like, you know you're right. <laughs> it's like they couldn't even just use the actual logo. They just use text. You're right. And it's, it's bad. It, and the I lightning bolt for the eye you know, is so much more appealing. Right. I mean, it's huh. just. And it's just like white t-shirts. Like they look like white Hanes t-shirts, like nothing special. Ah. And I'm not like, I, it's just that piece was kind of like the chunk of what they launched. So I thought, oh, apparel, like they're going to go hard. Right. And so I was just disappointed to see what they did. Like, I feel like they could do so much more from a design perspective, from shirt color options and price. Cause I'm with you 20, 25 bucks. is kind of my wheelhouse maybe for like a nice special to order kind of shirt. So it just was underwhelming, and I don't know. I feel like I'm being really negative, and I'm not trying to be, but no, I don't think you are. I think you're having the initial reaction a lot of us did. I mean, maybe there's some apparel people out there who buy at the high end shirts and stuff. They're like, oh, that's that's a that's a cheap price. Forty bucks is cheap because I buy you know a hundred dollars shirts. And yeah. but I don't think our scene is that forty dollars shirt scene. So it's like their designer toys which we kind of understand the price point there but i don't think our scene can get there on the on the apparel just yet so 
and you know, as far as the the janky designs, they were um, kind of just basic to me too. It almost seemed like an afterthought. Like, oh, we exactly. need two other designs. Let's blow up a, a janky and throw it on a t-shirt. They weren't right. nicely designed like I was hoping for. Like, I don't know why they didn't do one that was like janky says relax. I don't know. There's just I feel like there's other options. And like Johnny Cupcakes is an example of a company where a lot of their shirts are truly designed like mm-hmm. yeah they have designers coming up with these concepts and, and there's great. more to it yeah. like yeah so I, you know and i think the other thing too that was a little frustrating not just to me but i think to other people is they listed so many things that you couldn't even buy like they listed all the stuff from this kickstarter and just put sold out with it and i don't know if at some point it was available like because the store had kind of technically been open for a bit after the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So maybe there were a few leftovers available at some point. But it's like you go to it. Some people were like, I go to the site and like I can't buy any of the stuff I want because it's already sold out. Right. <laughs> so it's 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 hard when you see that too, especially if you weren't in the loop enough to to know kind of about what was going on with the Kickstarter. It would have been nice to see. Uh, I was hoping to see maybe a new Janky. You know, seeing the blacked out version of the Macbeth Oh No version. It's in, it's inverted. It's black and white. It's cool, but it's not. I was hoping to see something maybe new. Yeah, and I was like, they launched the skull, which is I think I didn't expect that design per se, but I was expecting them to do some non janky things. So if anything for me, it's promising. While the initial launch is a little bit underwhelming, I still have completely high hopes for the future because them launching stuff like that shows like, hey. We've got more coming. We've got other stuff in the works. So I'm, I'm still excited to see. Like, I'm still excited to see what they're going to do and what's to come and all of that. It's just the way they hyped the store. I mm-hmm. thought they were going to come in, like, banging again. Like, all of a sudden, you're going to have, like, all these products. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just that's I the think it's because all that hype was there for the Kickstarter campaign before it released. And that exceeded all expectations. So I think it was normal for us to have high expectations for the online release. And that's why most of us were slightly disappointed by it because it didn't meet our, our expectations, but that doesn't mean that we're not excited and, and, and anticipating what's coming from super plastic ahead. Cause I think we are still very excited for what what's in store, but I think most of us are ready to see actual real product. You're not, not the glam shots anymore. We want to see real product. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was just bummed. Honestly, it's just, I went to it. I was all excited and I went and I looked and I was like, Oh, that's it. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, you know, we never asked if they were going to designer con. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I sort of actually kind of envisioned them not having a, a Metacom or a Mondo or a big giant presence, but I imagine them trying to match something like a Kid Robot, a 10 by 30 booth, or, you know, going there with a nice presentation and a good size, respectable booth for a presentation. And, you know, they, they had their four foot jankies and I can see them, you know, a lot of these companies seem to be going large, you know, at least having one large, either four foot, eight foot figure kind of like standing in their booth and kind of draw people in and a nice photo opportunity and stuff like that. So I can see them having something a little more like that for designer con this year. And I, I totally yeah. blanked to, to ask Ben about that. I know we told We actually thought about it. I know you thought about it after the fact and then other people were asking us, it's like, yeah, we, we totally blanked, but <laughs> I, I, I would be surprised for sure if they weren't there in some capacity. I have to imagine they're going to be. They have to. They, they know that Designer Con's one of the biggest events in our toy scene, so they'll they'll definitely yeah. be there. Yeah, I, I I would be shocked if they decided not to. I don't know. We didn't ask. 
So we, we didn't ask. So. <laughs> Big old question mark. <laughs> it is. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and find out. So let's keep this episode short. Let's wrap it up. But it's kind of funny that we did not plan to actually discuss anything. We thought we were going to just kind of thought it would be fun to record us kind of going through our list of artists and trying to plan for future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, didn't, we didn't even do that. So listen, we, you know, we have a huge list of artists and companies and topics and you know, all that sort of stuff is, it's all on a dock somewhere. So we were actually going to kind of go through that and just record it. Yes. But, um, we didn't end up doing that at all. So Teresa, maybe this week or next week we can actually sit down and start planning the future for the, yes. for the show. And, um, also think going forward that maybe we go every other week. I mean, is this, I'm personally just consumed by the show, trying to come up with things for the stomping ground, weekly editing, who's going to be the guest, topics, trying to stay on top of everything. And it's kind of exhausting. So maybe we try out an every other week format and see how that goes. And I know there's going to be occasional weeks where something happens where we're going to feel the need to jump on, but maybe something we try out and give it a go and, or just play it by ear, you know? Yeah. You, 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 you deserve breaks every now and again. I don't want this to run you down. So, I mean, I think, I don't think people realize, so people out there, Gary puts a lot in this, you know, a lot of his own time. And I think, I know I hear from you sometimes you're just like, oh my gosh, like I just, all I do is like work in podcasts and family. So I want you to have time to do other things. So definitely. I mean, if we need to kind of shift things around and make sure you've got breathing room and relaxing time and all that, for sure. We'll still talk twice, but Oh, you know, we'll still talk toys. I, I'm just saying it. Uh, I'm sure some listeners out there, what, what's the problem? It's only an hour and a half every week. No, it's not. It's more than that. It's, you know, I'm probably doing this 10, 15 hours a week. And it's my mind's on it a lot, thinking of what's ahead and what's coming up and, you know, promo images and editing and all that sort of stuff. stuff. So maybe going forward, I just need to detach a little bit more and get just get, you know, a week to myself every once in a while. What? Huh? I mean, we. I mean, what? I mean, we. I mean, the, I mean, we can we definitely. <laughs> sorry, it's <laughs> annoying. I know it's, that was annoying. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say, first off, listeners and you, Gary, I have offered to help with those before. Oh, I know. You know, of course, I could try to help do them, but I actually really think it would be fun to have our listeners or artists out there make some promo images. That could be kind of fun. Maybe we do do that. Okay, let's give it a shot. I'm ready to hand over the reins. So. It, hopefully it doesn't backfire. <laughs> okay, maybe this. We've got a Marsham Toy Hour Gmail. So if people want to submit fan art, like keep it Marsham themed. Okay, right? We could have them keep it somehow related to our mascot or the theme of toys or whatever. But keep it somehow related to the show. They could submit fan art and it could be... Uh, a drawing that they scan in or take a picture of or digitally or whatever, they can submit it to our email. And then as we get in stuff, we can use them as the promo images. What do you think? Okay, let's give it a shot. So we have an email, marshamtoyhour at gmail.com. Uh, send in whatever you got. Have fun with it. And if we use it as a promo image, we'll be sure to give you full credit and tag you and all that good stuff. So just have fun. Enjoy yourselves. All right, Teresa, let's wrap this crap up. So uh, why don't you take a brief moment and let people know where they can find you. Sure. If you want to check me out, hopefully I'll have new posts on Instagram at some point. <laughs> uh, but my username is tmhawk24. And I'm Gary Ham. Gary Ham on Instagram or superham.com. This has been the Marsham Toy Hour. We do this every week, not because we have to, but because we want to. 
until our next transmission, we're signing off. Bye. Bye. We should probably stop saying every week. <laughs> we do this sort of every week. Kind of every week. I don't know. We'll do what we can. Do what we can. All right. I really do have to go get the kids. Okay. But that was fun. All right. This was fun. All right. <laughs> Bye.